It is 6.30 in the evening. I woke up an hour ago. My morning beverage of choice is a Diet Coke, and this is episode 7 of Healthy Obsession. Hey. How's it going, Aiden? You know, it's been a wild weekend, Chris. IU beat Penn State last night. It was fucking awesome. I'm I'm living off the high of that. I got pretty wasted last night, too, so most of today's been recovery. Uh, my flag football team got fucking destroyed. So, you know, it's just been a wave of emotions the last, like, 48 hours. As a wholesome Christian boy that doesn't leave the lightless cave of his bedroom, none of that means anything to me. <laughs> well, damn. Fuck me, then. <laughs> Other than I got paid in a bottle of wine for dog sitting, so that was cool. Oh, sweet. Is it good? I mean, sure. <laughs> I I saw an article the other day. Didn't read it. Only the headline. Saw an article that said, uh, most people cannot tell the difference between cheap and expensive wine, yeah. even wine connoisseurs. Oh. <laughs> So, so wine's a bunch of bullshit. This is an $8 bottle of wine, and I love it. Hell yeah. Well, I mean, that's a lot of it, too. Is I know nothing about wine, but you can find some solid, cheap shit. It's- yeah, my go-to is normally, like, uh, an Oliver Blueberry Moscato, or uh, this one is a you Pineapple basic Moscato. basic bitch. <laughs> yeah, I only drink dessert wines. I don't really like alcohol. Fair. Why would I drink something I hate? You're gonna, it's, You're going to live longer than me. <laughs> at least your liver will <laughs> yeah oh boy so yeah hey i got a problem oh hit me with the problem i spend too much money <laughs> okay that is that could potentially be a really bad problem for you to have <laughs> credit cards are an issue for me uh-oh <laughs> for the most part like like don't get me wrong i'm gonna paying them off i don't i I'm not about to necessarily put myself in debt on a credit card, but I racked that shit up because, you know, it's fucking is free money, obviously. Yeah, that's how it works. So I so I buy my nice desk and I buy my nice monitors and I'm looking at this nice microphone and it's like, I could just do it. I could just buy it. <laughs> I could just do it. Just I, do it. I bought a gallon bottle of teriyaki sauce while I was at work last night. A gallon? Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> Why a gallon? Because I use a lot of teriyaki sauce when I'm pressure cooking a pork tenderloin. Okay. And I was tired of buying individual bottles at Meyer, so I just got a gallon of Kikkoman teriyaki. Bruh. I finally found, uh, speaking of buying stuff, I finally bought uh, some a bottle of soy glaze. Because when I've done like Blue Apron or uh, HelloFresh, any sort of... Um, Asian style dish always the sauce is always always uses this soy glaze and I can never find it at a regular grocery store so I finally just right? said I finally just said fuck it and like you know Google searched it and then it came it was a hit on Amazon so I bought it off Amazon it was just like this little like 12 ounce bottle I was like fuck yeah dude finally I've been looking for this shit <laughs> for years okay maybe not years but like a year <laughs> hell yeah when I was uh, I was dog sitting last week, like you were the week before, and I I decided the first night I was there I wanted to get some Chinese takeout because I I always like to whenever I'm putting up residence in a part of town I want to check out the local Chinese takeout because uh-huh. like normally in most cases I feel like Chinese takeout is like any like Mexican sit down where they're all kind of the same thing. You know what you're getting when you go in there. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know, it's weird. I, I'm pretty sure I read something that most of the the, uh, the Spanish places are 
owned by the same company, and that's why they're the same thing. But huh, Chinese places always gave me the indication that it was like a family-run business. So I, yeah. I guess they just all have the same supplier. I don't know. But I got I got a place near me right now that is... Uh, I'm pretty sure it is still Chinese cuisine. It's that kind of food, but it's run by a Vietnamese woman. And because of that, I think she makes a lot of the stuff herself. It's not all the regular traditional Chinese stuff, uh, you which mean, is right, fine. So it's like actual authentic shit? No, I, I don't think it's authentic, oh. but it is different. The, their flavors are a little different. I, I, don't, I would not go so far as to say it's authentic. Yeah, I don't, um, I don't even know in Indiana where you could find an authentic Chinese restaurant. <laughs> right. But their lo mein's really fucking good. Okay. But their chicken and broccoli doesn't have the kind of rich broth I need out of it. Uh. Um, so so now, after having the, the takeout in a different part of town, I'm now back on my quest to find the best Chinese place around me for the flavors I want. And it's real frustrating because there's like three places. And one place has the good chicken and broccoli. Another place has the good lo mein. Yet another place has the good rice. And I just can't get it all together under one building. Yeah, that would be kind of weird if you just ordered that just those from all those different places because one you have to go pick either pick them all up or pay a shit pay ton much delivery in delivery fees yeah because of all all the, well wait because I, I never use any of those uh food delivery apps uh can you do an order for them to pick up stuff from different restaurants in one order I think you can. I don't know how or if that would affect the pricing. I bet it skyrockets the or whatever the the delivery fee. It'd probably be yeah, not, not worth be surprised. it. <laughs> yeah, ever since I started doing delivery as a job once upon a time, I I pretty much stopped ordering delivery at all. Once upon a time, and- like <laughs> two months ago. <laughs> <laughs> but I started doing delivery three years ago. Oh, okay, so, okay. You know. when you started, gotcha, gotcha. Um. And I don't know if it's just because, like, being a delivery driver made me a better tipper or just more cognizant of it, but it's always a conversation of, like, sure, I don't want to leave the house, but also, if I do, I'm saving literally $10. Yes. No, that's why I don't Between the delivery fee and the tip. Yeah. The main reason I don't do it, I would always rather go pick it up because I'm a cheap ass and don't want to pay an extra 10 in delivery and tip. It's crazy. Plus, it's nice that that Chinese place in particular, I, I can get there and back in, in about 10 minutes because it's so close to me. That's always a big plus. Because like if, if it's a place that's really far away, I I, well, I just don't go there that often, obviously, because like, I'm not trying to travel 20 minutes to a place to get food and then have to <laughs> drive 20 minutes back. Like, I'm hungry. Right, because I've already eaten those egg rolls on the drive home anyway. Right. It's like the equivalent. So for you, the egg rolls are like the equivalent of going to any burger place and just immediately eating the fries. Yeah, that, that's that. been the the that. best part about growing up is that in college, especially, anytime I would go out to get food, especially if for some reason I, I had a hanker in for some Wendy's, I would buy some Wendy's. And then, you know, I would drive back to my apartment with it, but I would have it all eaten by the time I got back to my apartment. Yeah. Because it's like, I'm going to eat the food anyway. I might as well eat it while I have it. Fuck you, mom. (laughs) Yeah, it is funny. Whenever I go out to pick up food, it's like, we'll just see how much is left when I get home to actually eat (laughs) because most of it's gone by the time I get back home. For the last year and a half, I've pretty much exclusively eaten Taco Bell in parking lots. <laughs> yeah, you were telling me about that. You were just like, because there was one menu item 
that I was like, yeah, it usually sucks because by the time you get it home, it's all soggy. It's way soggy. I mean, all all Taco Bell soggy. It's oh god. But <laughs> whatever it was, you were like, oh, see, there's the problem. I I my food never makes it out of the parking lot, and I was like, well, you know, yep, mm-hmm, that would <laughs> that would make a big difference. Yeah, gotta eat that shit fresh while it's still crunchy. Yep. But let me be clear, I am not above soggy Taco Bell. Oh, I am. I I, I don't no. know. Mm-mm. I don't know if you're ever part of that circle, but like back in high school, there were there were a few of us that would go to this one friend's house, kind of outside our circle, and he he would throw parties. We'd hang out there overnight, uh, and I, I remember distinctly one time, we 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 uh, we stayed over at his place one night, had a bonfire. We ordered like two or three taco boxes from Taco Bell. Yeah, not all of it got eaten. I woke up the next morning and I still went back for the tacos. Bro, I, I can that were you. A part of our of Crave Crate expedition yeah. from White Castle. Now that shit's yeah. wild. Going to when you like, I mean, we probably should not have eaten any of those when we woke up because they'd just been sitting out for like twelve hours. <laughs> but you bet your ass we fucking ate whatever was left of those when we woke up. That was the worst. Shit, we were in shit. high school. We were still invincible, dude. That was the worst shit ever. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah i i cannot do white castle anymore oh like for, for my own health i legitimately avoid do, white castle do you were you on the speech team the year i had my i i, I almost like killed everyone on the bus going to a speech meet <laughs> i i think i was I, but i don't I remember i might have that. told you this so i mean it's going to a speech meet so like i'm always nervous as shit so I already get, like, the rumblies in my stomach anyway. But I had had White Castle the night before a speech meet. So we're on the bus <laughs> going there, and I just start ripping ass, dude, because I couldn't do it. <laughs> and, like, everyone around, like, five rows ahead and behind me, everyone was just like, what the fuck is that? I'm gonna die. And I'm just like, I'm so sorry, but if I don't fart, I'm gonna die. <laughs> So I basically incapacitated our entire team before a meet. I still think we did okay, but goddamn, I'll never forget that because it was like, oh, dude, it smells just like it does going down, man. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's the weird thing. I feel like you don't properly digest White Castle because nothing about its smell changes. No, I don't want to know what the—I mean, I'm guessing it's all the onion because that's mostly what it is, but, like, it's the grease they use or something—I don't know. <laughs> White Castle's wild. Yep. Unfortunately, I, I rolled up a Taco Bell last night, and and I don't know if it's just because I didn't get the box, but I don't think so. But I got a drink, and they, they're not doing their—they're uh, not doing their Xbox giveaway anymore. Really? That's already stopped? At least, I mean, I got a drink, and it, it it was just, like, their clear cup and didn't have a code on it. So, unless I specifically got screwed. It was probably which that. Which could very well be the case. That can happen. I remember when they have done some of those in the past. Like, you could go, and they're either just out of, like, when they did it on the boxes, you, sometimes you'd go and get a five-buck box, and it wasn't actually that kind of box, because either they ran out of them, or uh, it's usually just that, or they just don't have them. And so even if the promotion's still going, that doesn't mean that that particular store has it in stock. I say in stock, but that's a weird way to talk about a cup or a box. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
Yeah, which, which sucks because, you know, I'm, I'm trying to watch calories. I don't want to drink not zero-calorie sodas. So then, like, I go to Taco Bell and I get the Baja Blast mainly because I want my chance at the Xbox. So then I don't even get that, and it's like, well, I'm not going to waste this syrup. <laughs> right? Yeah, I, I, I went – I've gone once since they had that promotion, and I'm just – I every time I go to Taco Bell, I'm reminded why. It's just I hate it. Like, it tastes okay. <laughs> Some of their... I only like, like, two things from there at this point. I had the, the wettest tacos I've ever had from there. And it was oh, just God. so gross. I just... I don't know how I ate them, but I did. And it just felt like I was going to fucking gag. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I get that. So Taco, Taco Bell's my shit. Mostly, I, I, I do Taco Bell because it's cheap. I can yeah. get dinner at Taco yeah. Bell for $4. So I know, I know we talked about this a little bit a couple weeks ago it might have even been last week but um i finally caught up all the way on uh what is the record of ragnarok the manga oh you caught up on all of it well there's only like 37 chapters out right now oh okay um but i'm well there's a bunch it's like it's crazy because starting at like chapter 20 or no it's more like chapter 30 like a bunch of different groups start translating it um and so i've i actually haven't read the newest one yet because i was waiting for the the main uh translator that i've been watching to upload theirs but yo it's it's crazy the fights are awesome so i at this point we're in the fifth it's in the fifth fight in the middle of the fifth fight and it's um it's shiva versus some like legendary or some badass sumo wrestler and oh shit okay it's it's wild it shit's wild all the fights are pretty wild so the the uh who was it oh the jack the ripper hercules fight is over um that one was interesting interesting but they've they've hinted at um because i was like oh is this just gonna be like the 13 fights and that's like that's all it is but after after the jack the ripper fight and during this shiva i don't know the the sumo wrestler guy's name because it's it's japanese and i just don't remember it um they're showing some hints that there's some uh there's some other shit going on it's not just that and some of the other gods might have plans of their own and i'm just like this is getting interesting it's really good Uh, the fighting the fights are pretty awesome so (laughs) you do have to just be like oh no that's what it was they're hinting at like because Loki's kind of trying to be like, wait, what the fuck? There's no way. Have you read any of it? Uh, I I have so just... gotten through the first fight. Okay, so you know that the how the the weapon system works, where it's yes. the, the Valkyrie and the person come to make a pact and they become the weapon. So yeah. Loki's kind of like, okay, it's kind of bullshit. There's no way that they can just do that, and that gives them the ability to potentially kill a god. Like that doesn't make sense. So he's he goes around snooping and and there there might be some work from another god at play, which is also a reason why they're able to potentially kill kill gods. Um, okay, good. My boy Loki doing my work for me. Yeah. So it's I'm it's really good, and I am I, I, I if you have time, I I really suggest do, reading it. I don't know how much you're into like the just big old muscly sons of bitches beating the shit out of each other because that's what most of the fights are. But um. Yeah, I, I need to 
I need to give it a, a shot, and that might be on my list of like errands to do over my weekend. Yeah. Uh, since it is kind of a short one, I might I might try to knock it out. They're they're long though. Like each yeah. chapter is like 40, 50 pages. Because I I don't read a whole lot of manga in the first place, and then also I definitely don't read a lot of fighting manga. Yeah. I feel that. As much as I enjoy like a good boxing anime, I feel like those kinds of shows are inherently different to something like this. And yeah. I, I don't know if I'm going to end up really enjoying it, but I do want to give it a shot at least. Yeah, I, I would highly uh, suggest or recommend it, not suggest. And then uh, another little manga note I wanted to plug. I've started reading, I've only read three chapters so far, but, and oh God, I don't it's Freyrin at the funeral is the that's the English translation that's ass uh, the Japanese version is so so no Freyrin F-R-I-E-R-E-N Freyrin is that how you say that I don't know um, but it's a, it's really interesting so it's a fantasy anime but it's um, it's like from the standpoint of someone who was in the party that defeated the demon king and it's she's an elf and then everyone else, there were two humans and a dwarf, but it's just about her afterwards, and like hmm. how, as an elf, she lives for fucking ever, and so like, it's in the first couple, it's like her checking back in after like fifty years, which for her is like you know a nap, uh, and like one of the one of the party members is super freaking old now and like basically about to die, and. But it's just about her. It's kind of like how, it like you know, in most fantasy animes, they you know, there's the build up. You you defeat the big baddie, and then it's over, and you never know what happens. And this is about one of the, one what the one of the characters is d- does in life, afterwards, and how like I, I'm assuming as it goes, because I only read three chapters so far. But as it goes, like you'll see hint. You've already can see some where it's like it's hints of, you know, people start forgetting about what happened, and then the party becomes more of like an urban legend kind of thing but she's still around and like the only surviving person still of that party because they go i, I don't know how long she she lives how long elves live in this world but they're going the traditional like you know they live for like hundreds of years kind of thing maybe even a thousand but it's it's really interesting and i'm i haven't read or seen any story kind of like that takes that perspective on what happens after the big event like you don't even see anything it's like the the first the first couple pages is them coming back to the king to be like oh yeah we won and then it goes from there and it's it's, it's really interesting that's really cool that sounds like my kind of shit yeah and then it's just this cute little elf girl running around the countryside just finding obscure magic like that's what she's that's what her drive is she just likes accumulating magic because I guess you can do it. It's like it's like going around in D and D, getting all just new spell slots or not spell slots, <laughs> but known spells. Like she just likes to increase her known spells. That's it. And so nice. it, it's yeah. I, I just because it's so unique, I, you might want to. I might. I'd also recommend maybe giving that a look and seeing because it's again three chapters in. It's I'm hooked. I'm curious to see where it goes. Hopefully now I am only. Th- to say it for like the fifth time, I'm three in, so like it could turn and be <laughs> shit. I don't know, but it has a really high score on Mangadex, so I have... Yeah, I just looked it up real quick, and uh, there was a post on Reddit from... Granted, this was five months ago, but I guess at one point it took over Berserk as the highest rated manga on Mangadex. Holy shit. 
Oh, speaking of Berserk, guess what? Guess what? We got another one of new chapter. Oh man, all and, it took was a global pandemic. And it was good, and it just you know don't see see now like I get the whole like. I don't get you being like, I won't read One Piece, it's too long. Well, I'm like, well, don't, if you haven't read Berserk, don't, because you'll get caught up and then be like, when's the next chapter <laughs> coming out? And, and then the entire community goes, I don't fucking know, maybe never. One Piece is at least is on pace, man. Oda puts that shit out and he's like, bro, I got you. I might take like a week off every other week, <laughs> but, <laughs> but that shit's still coming out consistently. All right, so so speaking of One Piece, I'm oh. glad you brought that conversation around here. Oh, so, so we 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 got we got to have a One Piece talk. Oh, baby, <laughs> this is not a promise. This is not a guarantee. Because I, I mean, on on the surface already, I got this problem about starting a series and I'll play or read or watch the first installment in the series and then drop it and never play another game. I no. did that with Metal Gear. I did that with Yakuza. I I I've done that with. Uh, there's got to be an anime I've done it with. Uh, <laughs> it could happen with One Piece, but I am considering reading or watching One Piece. I got questions. Read, read, read. don't. It don't. You can watch it, but you have to read it first because, <laughs> good God, the oh God, watching it. If if you only watch it, I think. I don't remember what arc it is, but they, it gets to a point where, like, the first, like, five minutes is just a recap of what happened in the last episode. And it, it's <laughs> rough to just watch it. Some of the fights are really cool. Like, I really like the Luffy and Doflamingo fight in uh, the Dress Rosa arc. That was really cool to see animated. But for the most part, read it. The pacing's so good. Okay, yeah, because I, I, I was wondering whether or not you would think it was better to watch or read. Because my preference will always be to watch. I, yeah, normally, because I'm, I don't want to say I'm turning into the the manga's better guy, but I'm, I'm slowly <laughs> turning into that guy. Um, but the the manga for One Piece is just so fucking good. It's so good, and I mean, I still like the the anime. I think the anime in those first couple arcs is really good, and it's kind of, it's actually just cool to see the uh, animation quality improve just as technology gets better and you can make it more vibrant and have more colors because <laughs> man you watch some of that uh, that first the f- east blue arc and you're just like man it looked gross these colors <laughs> aren't very vivid <laughs> yeah okay see so that, that was another thing was i remember watching early early episodes of one piece on four kids back in the day yeah and i had a, a dvd that had some of those episodes on there and i don't remember it looking too bad but i haven't seen it in a while and I wasn't sure if I was crazy or if the art had gotten worse recently. Oh, no. Because no. it, it kind of looks like it got the Dragon Ball Super treatment, where everything's cleaner, but then some frames look really bad. That's just one piece. That's the whole thing. Okay. That, at least from my... I, I haven't actually... I haven't been watching... Uh, I haven't been watching One Piece in a minute. I think... Oh, let me see. I'm on episode... The last one... Or the one I'm on is 925 and the most current one is holy shit i'm behind <laughs> 947 so i'm like 25 episodes behind um mostly just because the i'm not crazy i need a this is the first arc that i am reading 100 percent caught up i caught up when i started reading it i caught up about halfway through whole cake island arc which is the last arc um 
so what uh, reading it week to week kind of the pacing is weird it's really slow the beginning of wano is pretty slow i think but that might be because i just read it week to week and you're like one piece is that thing where you're like oh my god this chapter was so great i loved we got he's finally answering some stuff but there's so many questions i still have i want in the next episode or chapter to come out now and then you're like well i have to wait maybe a week or two and you're like ah but <laughs> yeah uh, and that was the same conversation we had with b stars yeah we're like is the pacing bad or is it just because we're reading week to week because uh, I don't read a lot of manga to know. Yeah, and, well, the pacing in One Piece, these last, like, ten chapters has been chef's kiss, baby. It's, oh, God, each chapter I'm like, yes, yes. I'm like plankton, jumping into the, <laughs> jumping for the Krabby Patty. It's good. I want you to read it so bad. So bad. Please. Yeah, my my problem is there's so much, and I know that if I start it, like if I read it, I'm gonna get maybe ten chapters in, and then I'm gonna love it. Yes, I know I'm gonna love it. Yes, that's why I don't know why you don't watch it or read it. Like I because know you will like so it so much. So what? It'll be the you'll enjoy it. It's just extended love. <laughs> But reading is working to enjoy. No, no. When I could just play a video game. No, Chris. No. That's my problem. Is like, Grant, I like reading. I, I've talked about reading on the podcast. I like reading. But it's a fucking time sink. Yeah, but so is video games. Yeah, but video games are more active. I, I'm doing a lot more while I'm playing a video game than if I'm reading. I gotta uh, use fucking imagination and shit while I'm reading. Fuck that. You heard, uh, Fucking make the music for me. That's why you read manga where you don't have to imagine because it's pictures. Come yeah, on. Can I imagine colors? Fucking come on. Well, that's what the anime's for, so you know what shit would look like. But then I just watch the anime. Yeah, but that takes way more time. <laughs> yeah, granted. <laughs> that, that's why I'm <laughs> that like... That would probably be... That'd be a big point on why I would read, because the anime would take so much goddamn longer. I mean, it's almost at a thousand episodes. So, like, what the fuck is that? Let's yeah, do, do some quick maths. Quick maths. We got, what did I say, 947 episodes times... We'll just go 20 minutes. 22. Uh, There's a lot of overlap time. Like, when in those middle arcs, I was skipping, like, almost seven minutes of an episode because it wasn't new stuff. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, If we just do it by 20 minutes, that's... Uh, it's almost 19,000 minutes divided by okay, 60. Okay, so divide that by 60. 315 hours. Oh my god. That's like 15, 13 days of watch time. Yeah, yeah, I'd rather read that. <laughs> you could literally read all of it in 13 days. Bet. So the, the, the thing that made me kind of want to actually get into One Piece was... Uh, I was listening to the uh, the Trash Taste podcast. As we do. As we do the other day. And they, they, they were talking about One Piece. And I think it was Giguk had said that... Uh, these weren't his exact words. I, I forget exactly what he said. But he, he was basically like, you know how when you're watching something and it's really good and you don't want it to end? That's One Piece, except it doesn't end. <laughs> And that yeah. was the best endorsement I've heard so far. Yeah, it's, it's do it, 
If I just need to like find takes from people that you watch content of to tell you to watch one piece. Hell, you have you seen Mother's Basement's videos on it? No, I have not. See, I, I I have avoided them because I have not been interested. Nah, fam. Plus, he, he put up that like forty minute video the other day that was about the world building, yeah. and I could probably watch that and be interested, but I wasn't sure how much of that would hinge on me already being familiar with it for him to gush about it. Uh. Not, not really. He just it it. I thought it was pretty good at just kind of like giving you. It's more like a fangasm of like, oh my god, this is all the stuff that I love about it. It's great. Why did it take? He's more just like when I still can't believe it took me so long to get into it. <laughs> but then as he says, like, don't do it. Don't, he's he does the satirical. <laughs> don't get into it because you're not. I mean, once you get in, you don't. It, you're there's no coming out. Like you're you're invested. Yeah. Mother's Basement is not the guy I go to for thoughtful analysis on that level. Not not to not to talk shit on Mother's Basement because I love Mother's Basement, uh, and he got me into Kaiji. Uh, but I I would if if Super Eye Patch Wolf had uploaded that video instead, I wouldn't have hesitated to watch. Huh. Is what I'm saying. Okay. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Have you ever seen a Super Eye Patch Wolf video? I don't think I have. I think I finally subscribed to him, but I I'm still like a little shit when it comes to anti-tubers and just like who to follow so i feel like there's a lot of good content out there that i'd probably like but i just don't know or haven't stumbled across it yet yeah i patch wolf is like almost like demolition d where he he does not Granted, Demo is basically retired from making videos, it seems like, which breaks my heart. Yeah. Wolf still puts out videos, uh, but it's not regular. But when he does, there are always like 40-minute-plus videos that are incredible essays informing you on a topic. Huh. Like, the first video of his I saw was like a 20-minute video about how Akira basically brought anime to the West and the impact it had on the industry. Huh. Um. He has uh, an amazing. God, all of his videos are so fucking good. I, I <laughs> he's got a cool video about uh, like how Simpsons culture has changed in 2020, focusing on stuff like Simpson wave music, which is like lo-fi remixes using Simpson clips. Huh. Uh, great videos on Shenmue and Yakuza as well as a video on the fandom of Sonic the Hedgehog, so you know that's my shit. Oh, I think I know why you're a fan of his now. (laughs) (laughs) I I was already subscribed way before that video came out, but it was a really good video. Please check out his stuff. Okay, okay. His video on Shenmue, uh, I've never played a Shenmue game, but God, what a good watch that was, because he was talking about like how kind of really bad Shenmue 3 was and how much of a heartbreak that was for a really big Shenmue fan. Yeah, I've heard. And his video is also that. the reason I started playing Yakuza. Okay. It's all it's all coming together. Yeah. So his, his stuff's super good. Nice. Nice. So tr- kind of, since we're on the, the anime manga train a little bit here, so if you haven't noticed also, we're kind of just shooting the shit on this one. We didn't really have a, <laughs> a schedule. We're just kind of fucking around seeing seeing how things go with that. But I did see... And I don't, I don't know how much. I don't even know if you've seen this first season, but uh, season two, or no, Wotakoi is getting a second OVA, uh, which is one of my favorite animes ever. Uh, or, mm. uh, the English translation is "Love is Hard for Otaku." Um, oh, okay. And I, I love the manga. The the actually, I've been reading that this week. The fourth, 
I say the fourth volume. For whatever reason, the Western or the English translation that you can like physical copy that you can buy, the publisher only ships it in a double issue. So I have to wait like for fucking ever for two volumes to be out so that they can ship those two volumes as one. So Damn. it's like but that just came out this last week, so I've read uh, volume seven and I still have volume eight to read. And it's just I love the art in that show so much. It's just it makes me happy. It's so cute and adorable and funny and just I love it. It's so good. But I'm with that being said about there being a second OVA, where the fuck is season two? Because the first <laughs> season adapted the first four volumes of the manga and now we got four more volumes out in english so um tick tock motherfucker <laughs> give me season two and then also i don't know if you saw have you seen wolf children no i have not it's pretty good i've i have it if you ever want to watch it legally <laughs> um yeah, who does that with that but uh I saw this week that the storyboards for the for Wolf Children's from Wolf, the director of Wolf Children's new storyboards for his storyboards for his new film. Good God, I said that terribly. <laughs> uh, have been finished, so that'll be cool. Cause I can't remember. Oh man, anyone who would listen to this who actually like knows content and detail would probably kick my ass for not knowing the name of the director. But um, I'm I'm looking forward to. A new his new movie um i need to look this up now because i'm pretty sure that the director is pretty freaking famous it's mamoru hosoda i don't know <laughs> not a director i am personally familiar with uh let's see let's see director i think he's is he uh boy in the beast he directed digimon the movie oh hell yeah as well as the one piece baron omatsuri and the secret island okay stop oh he did summer wars too okay oh summer wars girl who leapt through time um i thought he did published manga i think he did boy in the beast too um good shit there's good, some good movies. There's, there's my little bit. Oh, yeah, and Kaguya-sama got a third season announced. Fuck yeah. Hell yeah, more memes. Yeah, dude, so many more memes. <laughs> hey, how, did, how has Kaguya-sama not gotten a dub? Has it not? I thought it did. I don't think so. I Let me double check. I'm going to get into Funimation right now and see. I could have sworn I had one. Because at least I tried to look up when season one was airing, and there wasn't a simul dub. But if there is a dub, I need to actually catch up on Kageyasama. I thought there was a dub, but it was, like, pretty far behind. I hope you're right, because I, I feel like this show is ripe for a dubbing. Uh, you know, I think season two has a dub, but they didn't dub season one. Okay, that'd be weird. <laughs> but I think you might be right on that. That sounds, yeah, that would that sounds be, right. Uh, that'd be a shame. Which, I, I got, like... <sighs> I I hesitate to say that I love Kaguya-sama because I've only seen about four episodes of season one because of my problems with watching anime, as you know, and reading subtitles, but it's a, it's, it's, it's a good fucking show, and I laugh a lot. Yes, it's very good. And I wish there was a dub because I... Uh, if, if the second season is dubbed, if Funimation will fucking work with me because their website is ass... <laughs> 
<laughs> that I could see Kaguya-sama going into my rotation of background-dubbed anime along with uh, Kodosuba. Kodosuba. Yeah. Heck yeah. Fuck yeah. Because Kodosuba's dub is so good. It's so... It's kind of criminally good. Yeah, Kodosuba might just be the best dub I have ever heard. Ooh, those are some fire takes. Well, you haven't seen Bakano. True. Because I hear that that's, that is the uh, the greatest dub ever. But you know what? We can't fucking watch it over here because no one has it licensed. And, and, you know, I'm not pissed about that or anything. <laughs> Come on. Somebody buy the right. It's probably way fucking expensive, and that's why. But, like, goddamn. An anime that yeah, I... The, this is probably an even hotter take for some people. But, I mean, I, I also really like the dub for My Hero. I don't think it's particularly amazing, but I think it's really, really good. I don't, I don't mind choosing to watch the My Hero dub over the sub. Oh, well, I don't watch dubs, so I can't. I have, I have literally nothing to add to this conversation. <laughs> Man, well, you gotta at least like. I mean, do you ever like pull up an anime and be like, I wonder what this moment sounded like in a different dub? No. You never never done that? No. Um There was one. Oh, it was uh Great Pretender. Oh, I okay. think. Yeah, that's fair. But it's usually ones where I'm like, oh, this would be a really cool setting to just have them speak English, usually. Because there's just something about like especially if it's a very Japanese theme or setting. There's just something about hearing them speak English that's kinda weird. Yeah. Uh I because specifically, if we're talking about my hero, I feel like um, the the United States of Smash moment, um, high emotion stuff like that, I feel like often is done better in the original the original Japanese dubbed version. Mm-hmm. But the chance to hear Chris Sabat go whole hog into yelling <laughs> "United States of Smash" that was a special moment for me. I know you. Because Chris Sabat's a fucking legend. Yeah, I know you've talked a lot about that being like one of your favorite anime moments. I unashamedly still absolutely love my hero, and I'm I'm so looking forward for season five. I just want everyone to die already in the manga. Like, come on, let's get some deaths going, <laughs> baby. There wasn't an, a new chapter this week, which I'm sad about, because um, there's some there's some this get it's this war arc is good. I think. I think I can see right, that. Quick, quick, quick aside. I, I just, I, I finally got the video loaded on Funimation, and season two of Kaguya-sama does have a dub, and I'm just hearing Shirogane's voice, and I'm, I'm already in love. I watch this show. <laughs> oh nice. god, I, I love dubs, dude. I, I, I can't <laughs> help it. All right, go ahead. New, new chapters. Uh oh, of yeah, no, the there was no new chapter of My Hero. Um. But the, yeah, the war arc. The war arc. There's stuff happening, and 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 and, and so I kind of want it to. It's like I want the arc to conclude, not because um, it's bad, but it's just like I need to know what you are trying to tell us now. I need it now. Stop making yeah. me wait. Yeah, one piece is that kind of show that I I, I do need to read the manga because I like it enough that I want to be up on the story, but just haven't got around to it. It's like I, as soon as I start reading the manga. I will catch up. It's just a matter of getting to that point of starting. Yeah. Because if, well. if I get hooked in and I read, like, five chapters, I'm going to be reading it all night. 
Because that's what happened with Beastars. I oh, yeah. I went like the next night after I finished season one and just I read all of Beastars. I at least up I to that point. I don't know how you I don't know how you do that. I mean, actually, yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. What the hell am I talking about? I do that <laughs> all the time. Where like if you get that one manga where you're like, oh my god, and then it's like you wake you you look out your window and the sun's up, and you're like, oh shit, oops. Yep. Because yeah, reading Beastars is very much like okay, I know it's five a.m. But I need to finish this arc. I'm not gonna yeah. sleep if I don't finish this arc. <laughs> that's the that's the thing that once you catch up though is like, damn it, because there's no more finishing this arc. It's just you're just waiting. You're perpetually waiting for the next chapter to come out, and sometimes yep. it's it's rough because eventually, which is especially painful with Kaiji because we haven't had a, a a fucking game in like two years, and they're still fucking around with vans. That sounds not kaiji. <laughs> it yeah, it's it's so fucking slow. I hate it. I don't know. I don't know what his deal is, but as soon as I think we're getting out of the van arc, he just finds a way to extend it because for some reason I'm supposed to be invested in this fucking van based escape drama. The van arc. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Like, I caught up on, like, five chapters last night, and nothing happened! Oof. They drank, talked about porn, and then swapped vans. As you do. You, you know, the van. <laughs> Go back to playing poker, please. Um, I know, switching, switching the topic a little bit here, uh, I know... You've said you've been trying to get back into Destiny. Did you see that sweet new story teaser? Bro, I'm a little hype goblin. Oh. I'm I'm so easy to rile up for anything. Okay. Destiny has like without fail disappointed me at some point. Pretty much every fucking season it has been out. And by season I mean like when they drop content. Yeah. But I'm always excited for a new drop. Oh, yeah. Because there are things that Bungie is just good at. One of those being the core gameplay of Destiny, which is the only reason I keep coming back. And number two, being able to cut a cool fucking trailer. Yeah, dude, that that trailer got me hype. I'm like, oh, fuck. Am I going to get back into Destiny? But then I'm like, but will I stay? Will I granted it... for for big fucking lore reasons that I don't think I should get into on this podcast, I I, ha- I take issue with some directions the story is going in regards to Varix's involvement in the plot. The fact but that he sounds like a, a loony professor is that who that was? Supposed I mean, the to fact be? that he's a war criminal and we're probably helping him. Oh, <laughs> like a war criminal specifically against the Guardians. Oh. I don't know how they're going to spin it. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me that he's still an ally right now, but we'll see. Interesting. I haven't been following the lore, so I'm probably way out of the loop. But, I can uh, I can, I can, can refill you in off air, because otherwise I'm, I'm going to go off on a thing about Destiny. Oh, boy. Because that comes out, like, what, in two weeks? A week? Uh, Closer to three weeks. I want to say that's a November 17th, unless that's the Cyberpunk day. Because I know it's 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 right before Cyberpunk, which sucks for me. Uh, Maybe it's the Beyond Light is November tenth, so yeah, seventeenth is Cyberpunk. Two weeks, two. So weeks. So yeah, two weeks. Wild. Yeah, that'll be. The, that trailer is hype as fuck. Yeah, 
Uh, as always with a new Destiny drop, there's a lot of people whispering about things that they might do, leaks that are rumored. Cool stuff that Bungie might do, but probably won't because they're bad at impressing their community. <laughs> Luke Smith is an awful fucking game director, and I'm over him. Oh, damn. That's yeah. some hot shit. <laughs> Look, I, I love Destiny. It It's like one of my favorite video games right now, but God, it, it's it's so shit all the time. I just, and I, I put a lot of that on Luke Smith's shoulders. I do think a lot of it, too, well, I don't know, because I didn't play enough Destiny 1, because the main thing I always hear is it's like, oh, but like in Destiny 1, we didn't give a shit. We, it was so good. Bro. And I'm like, well, I don't know. I didn't play like any Destiny 1. Because it's just like, it, it just seems hard to have a game like that where there's always something fun to do and but then i'm like but there's games that do that and so that everything i just said is not an excuse for it to just have these lulls of just like generic ass content that i the only reason why people come back is because they're obsessed with the gameplay loop yeah it's definitely a case of i wouldn't care as much about when the game is bad if the game wasn't so good Right. So, like, I'm going to spend as much money as this expansion is, and I'm not going to complain. Because cause the, the, the core gameplay is very good. But then they do dumb shit like sunsetting and vaulting content and, you know, whatever your opinions are on how they handle lore and storytelling. And I don't know. It's, it's a love-hate. Yeah. But it's, it's, it is a love-hate loop that I am familiar with as a Sonic fan. Oh, because <laughs> I I just I love to hurt myself for some reason. Gotta make it be a good help, like healthy pain. I guess I don't know. <laughs> and also, it sucks that I'm not gonna be able to do the day one raid this year because of my job. Mm. Uh, mostly because since the raid, the, there are leaks that are probably not actually leaks, but they're just rumors about what the raid is going to be about. Um, but we know for sure the raid is going to take place in the Deepstone Crypt, which has been heavily hinted to be the location where Exos are created. Is that on Europa? And, yeah, on Europa. Okay. Uh, and then uh, the DLC is very much Fallen-based, the, yeah. the faction of the Fallen, which is my shit. The Fallen is my favorite race in all of Destiny, and I'm super excited to see more of them which probably means the raid is also going to be Fallen-based. So I need to finish that raid in the first week because this raid jacket is going to look fire. <laughs> I didn't give a shit about Garden of Salvation because it was Vex and it was grassy and I hated it. I didn't want the raid jacket. I could have bought the raid jacket, was not going to spend that much money. But this one, this one's going to be my shit. It's also, does it usually have an aesthetic based on like, the what the theme or the background of the raid yeah so it's gonna be like robotics and maybe fallen and the color scheme because of what i've seen of europa i bet it's gonna look fantastic yeah i'd be all about that shit dude that which granted i i'm sure i could say the raid jacket for garden of salvation objectively looked really cool it just wasn't something that i would want to wear not but i anticipate this one will be yeah yeah, it'll be interesting. I, I l- always look forward to watching other people do the raid right away because, you know, one, we don't have a group that does it, that plays Destiny 
anymore. And two, we would probably kill each other if our group of friends tried to uh, actually, like, you know, day one raid. <laughs> yeah, it's unfortunate the last encounter in Garden was so complicated because I, I didn't want to explain that last encounter. Yeah, I can't. Everything else I was pretty fine sherping you guys through, but I can't that last really one. Blame you, cause yeah, the last one's that, still painful. Yeah, yeah. I've been watching. I still watch some of Dado's videos every once in a while just to get an idea of what's going on. Mostly because I didn't know that he also is uh, part of Mr. Fruits group of people. Like they play together a lot, and I've been oh, okay. all up on the Mr. Fruit hype train from his <laughs> Among Us videos. And I've just started watching some of his other content. It's pretty good. It kind of reminds me like. Their group, his group of friends, seems like very similar to what our group of friends would have been like if one of us went into content creation. Oh yeah, yeah. Except you know, without having uh, a racist like Andre. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's just like so. What, what does that mean? What's the similarities in the group like? Just like similar humor. Um, oh okay. Just like what they watch and keep like. The stuff that they're consuming content-wise and media-wise seems very similar to ours. Like, they play the similar stuff. Like, Mr. Fruit himself is a is a variety streamer, so, like, or streamer slash YouTuber. So, he just, like, plays the new, whatever's new most of the time. Um, but I didn't get into him until the Among Us stuff. So, like, I saw him. He had a couple posts being, like, uh, for those of you who've, you know, been following me for a while uh, and aren't into the Among Us stuff, I kind of apologize, but it, it like his Among Us set was doing was doing fantastic for him. I think from what he was saying, it's so like he was getting crazy views on that. So, but he had like almost a whole month of he's almost almost a daily uploader, or for the most part a daily uploader. He had like a whole just uh, for an entire month was just uh, Among Us uploads, and I'm just like Jesus. But I watched all of them because they're funny as shit. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't even really like watching Among Us content for a week. I couldn't imagine watching one every day. I was about it. But it it's funny because he started this, like, last week or two. He's started, you know, going back to, like, he'll do, like, one Among Us video a week and put up other stuff. And I'm like, yeah, that seems about right timing because it was – as much as I still like watching Among Us stuff, it is kind of getting to the, like, the – sensory overload of like i don't need as much of it anymore yeah i do wonder since we're going into the fall and we have or i guess we're already in the fall we're kind of going in the winter uh, and we've got a lot of big releases coming out along with new consoles dropping i wonder if among us is going to stay as relevant as it is see i because to me it it feels that uh Oh, what's the game? Wow. Good job, Hayden. That thought just went... It fills that void of just, like, a game you just play when there isn't another big game out. And we haven't... Because 2020, we haven't had any huge or major, like, you know, consistent game releases. And normally around this time, we've had we've had a couple big blockbuster games come out to play. And Among Us is kind of, like, taking advantage of there not being you know, cyberpunk watchdogs that have come out already. Cause usually something like that would come out in September, you know, and then that would get us to October. And then there's like one a month that can hold attention. 
But yeah, so I, I think, oh, it's Gmod. Jesus, that's what I was thinking. It takes that Gmod role of like people who normally just put up TTT content were doing Among Us because it's something different. But, and then something new will come out and you kind of, you know, you try that, but then you come back to it when there's a lull. Just be right. like, oh yeah, remember this? Let's try that again. Let's jump back into that. That was fun. And it kind of has, it's more fun because you haven't played it in so long. So it's it's fresher. Yeah. And, and I realized that, uh, I, I have inadvertently separated myself from, like, any marketing in the last few years. Because I'm a modern American man. <laughs> I use an ad blocker on my web browser. I don't have cable. I only watch streaming services. So I, I don't see ads on YouTube. I don't see commercials for stuff. I have no idea what people are excited for anymore. I oh. have no idea when games release. Everything keeps sneaking up on me. Because I that ad blocker. <laughs> I forgot Watchdog Legions was a thing, or Watchdogs Legion was a thing, and I love Watchdogs. Yeah. A lot of people think the games are kind of mediocre. I love them. Uh, that game comes out in like a week. Assassin's <laughs> Creed Valhalla comes out really soon, and I had no fucking clue. I didn't find out until two days later that Crash Four had come out. Oh yeah. <laughs> the only games I've really been cognizant of a release date have been Destiny and Cyberpunk. So I don't I don't know what the kids are playing. And I, I don't know if that's a fault of lack of marketing or if it's my own thing for not seeing the marketing. I think so it's I, I don't even know if people book. are hyped for Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Oh yeah, I don't I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? But uh I I think I think that's pretty I, I think it's more a twenty twenty thing when it comes to not knowing because there just hasn't been any marketing for stuff because nothing's coming out yet. Like we're now getting close enough to the new console drops that and and new games coming with them that they're actually starting to market shit, you know. Uh games though, I haven't seen like much advertising for a specific game. I've seen some Watchdog stuff. I think a little bit for Valhalla, but that's about it. Haven't really seen yeah. much for Cyberpunk, which is weird because you feel I feel like they would. But then I'm trying to think. I don't really remember a lot of pre-release advertising for like The Witcher Three. It was just like, oh, The Witcher Three came out, and then they advertised it. Yeah, Once, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if that's part of their philosophy. Because also, like Cyberpunk kind of does its own marketing. Yeah. Because it's such a legend at this point. The hype is driving itself. Yeah. Which is scary to think that that could potentially lead to a lot of big disappointment for Cyberpunk. But, like I said, I'm a little hype goblin, so I'm going to be in there for it. Yeah, I I don't think... It might not be, like, the best game ever, but I still think it's going to be really fucking good. Like, I'll be kind of shocked. It would be very anti-CD Projekt Red for the game to not be good. Yeah, the main things I'm worried about is going from swords and horses. I'm scared for how good their gunplay and driving is going to feel, uh, but yeah. I'm sure the story and the world is going to be amazing regardless. Because if it's yeah. anything like Fallout, I'm going to hate playing it. Because <laughs> for a first-person shooter, I think the gunplay in Fallout is ass. It is. I can't no, it's do terrible. it. That's what made... Uh new vegas so good was because even though it was ass you had these really cool variants to use uh that made it a little more fun you're like yeah it yeah. still controls like shit but <laughs> i got this really cool variant of this laser rifle that i can use that's cool 
In Fallout, I would go for the fist weapons and a fucking sledgehammer just because I hated aiming. Uh, like, I think in New Vegas, sledge. when you get to the hotel and, like, the guys corner you in the hotel room. Oh, like, yeah. Right before they came up, I hacked a safe and there was a power fist in there. And I just used that to get out. Bro, the power fist is nuts in that game. <laughs> you can, like, do builds where you just one-tap everything. <laughs> it's insane. And, and, you know, just to go full circle, it's why I keep coming back to Destiny, because as much as, like, things about the design and how they adapt the game is bad, they're Bungie, and they know how to make a shooter. Oh, man. And at the core gameplay, it's probably the best shooter I have ever played. Butter. It feels like it's buttery smooth, baby. It's so good. Like, only something like Titanfall really rivals how good the gunplay feels in Destiny. Titanfall's gunplay is fucking good too shit stop it you're getting me you're getting me feeling types away oh one thing i want to i did want to make a touch base on because i don't think you've played it much because we, we but i know you've played it a little with us but we've been playing phasmophobia this past week and that mm-hmm. shit's good yeah <laughs> it's real good it's so scary it's fun as with fuck. It. you've played it with us right yeah i played a few games yeah it's man we, but the the power went out in the place I was dog sitting in the middle of our last hunt, which sucked. Oh stuff yeah, was starting to pop off. Were you were you with us when we got some of the bigger maps? Oh yeah, you were with us with the school. Yeah, right? we we played the school and then we went, we went back to a farmhouse afterwards. Okay, and yeah, yeah. You and me found the little girl ghost in a room, ran outside, and then my power went off. Ah yes, yes. Okay, I remember. Cause yeah, it's it's funny because. You, you're playing it, and you're like, oh, this is nothing. This is game. This is scary. Psh, no, this is this is easy. And then it comes for you. And then <laughs> it, it's like I just I go cold, and it's like I feel cold, and it's it's fucking terrifying. But damn, is yeah. it so good? We we had a demon in the elementary school, and that shit was pretty spooky. Oh god! Because especially because you left me at the bathroom in the dark to <laughs> keep an eye on it, while you and Jackson went to get equipment for evidence gathering, and I'm just sitting in an abandoned elementary school with the lights off. Like guys, help me! They they turned the water on. <laughs> yeah, that that was kind of bullshit. Cause she killed me, not you. I think I was talking more. I think if you talk more, it comes for it has a. a increases your chances of it coming for you also me and jackson fucking left you you were in the back because <laughs> i i was already booking it you guys showed up with evidence stuff got it set up and i was like all right cool see you at the trailer oh really you left right when we got there <laughs> yeah oh, pretty much bitch i i supervised setting up the cameras and then i fucking left well she attacked literally right as we set up the damn cameras i oh it's good it's it's a really good game i i want to play some more of it um yeah, I, I'm glad that you guys are enjoying it. Uh, I I wish I had more of a chance to play with you guys because I, I always thought it would be fun tangentially for us to play that Bigfoot hunting game. Because oh, yeah. uh, very similar vibes. Yeah. I, I need to look into I, I wonder if it's the same dev because it looks very similar. Well, I mean, I, from what I'm pretty sure, it's the game was made by one dude. Oh, really? Which, yeah, that's what I've heard. I haven't looked that up myself. I'm literally Googling Bigfoot Hutton game. <laughs> Bigfoot. <laughs> Let's see. Let's see. This is great right, content. So that was made by Cyberlight Game Studio. And now Phasmophobia. 
Okay, did not bring up the same thing. Okay, no, not not same dev, but very very similar feeling. Yeah, it's it's some good ish, and I want. Apparently, like my sister's been playing it, and there's an asylum map. Oh no! I, mean, I knew there had to be. I'm kind of like. I will pass. The school is scary <laughs> enough, dude. Shit. Asylums, schools, sanatoriums. That's that's that classic ghost shit. <laughs> it is pretty good. And I know we're at the hour mark. That's usually about when we, we wrap up. I don't know if they had a couple other things we wanted to maybe touch base on. Do you want to go long and address some of those? Uh, we can go a little long. I gotta make dinner, though. I'm fucking hungry. Okay. <laughs> so, probably not too long. Uh, just real quick, AOC said poggers. Yeah. Wait, did she? This is the No, that was Elon Omar. Elon Omar said oh. poggers. But, Elon Omar said poggers. But this yeah, is 2020 now. AOC had the third most viewed Twitch stream ever when she played Among Us with some popular streamers for a Get Out the Vote campaign, which... I watched a little bit and I've seen like the compilation of the uh, like the best selves of it and it's pretty great. Just seeing her just constantly gasp like oh my gosh, oh, just like anything <laughs> that happens is pretty entertaining. Um, but with more Twitch news, uh, <laughs> uh, record companies suck and basically I I don't really know all the details on this. I, you if you know more, please let me know because I'd love to know. But uh, Twitch like made uh, almost all streamers just have to delete, or they just deleted a lot of content because of DMCA claims or potential DMCA. Am I saying that right? Is it DMCA? Yeah. Um, DC yeah, and I, I feel like if if I was a streamer and I knew how Twitch worked in the first place, I could probably speak better to this. But yeah, it does. Uh, without knowing the details of how it works, it's like Twitch is having a huge crackdown on copyright in regards to using music in VODs. And I know that uh, a lot of times they would just mute the audio if like bots had picked up that you were using copyrighted music in a stream. Yeah. Which is already shitty, but yeah, now they're just full on taking down people's VODs over it. And uh, a lot of like uh, specifically I've seen a lot of VTubers I watch, like uh, and smaller time ones like Nanners or Iron Mouse. Uh, they've tweeted that you know, it, they're, they're really hurt by losing those VODs. And, you know, a lot of uh, viewers, understandably, are upset about losing those because you want to keep that stuff archived to watch whatever you want. Or yeah. maybe it's got a cool moment, some good memories, especially, like, with a small-time streamer like that where, like, every single view they're really thankful for. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, Iron Mouse was tweeting out that uh, she was asking viewers to archive the videos for her and save them on a server somewhere just because she didn't want to lose those memories yeah and hearing shit like that really hurts and, and uh, to me it's just like fuck these companies that are just like money grabbing at shit like i i don't i just think it's stupid how these recording studios are just like or labels are just like oh if if you if they're if our music came up in something that can also make money, you either have to pay us or take your shit down. And it's just like, at a certain extent, I feel like content becomes like not free to use, but like no one's going to someone's stream because they're playing X music. Right. Maybe there might be some, but 90% of them aren't doing that. 
we'll we'll get to this in a second. I I think this is a bullshit argument, but it has more credence that if you go to a streamer and watch them play an entire game, you are less likely to buy that game. I don't think that's true. I don't think that's an argument to use against streaming, but that has more credibility than muting someone's stream because they played some copyrighted music. Yeah, I, I, the, that argument to me is just a load of shit. (laughs) The the less likely to go by one because fucking game pass has already proven that to not be true. And then two, like games like among us are only huge because of streamers. That game's been out for two years and like nobody played it the first year and a half it was out and now it's huge and they probably got a shit ton of revenue from people buying their little customization packs. That would have never happened if it wasn't for streaming. And I, mm-hmm. I, I know that's not one-to-one for music, but it's just like, honestly, like, if, if I don't listen to a whole lot of music, but like I still buy music, which I think is weird, and it, the landscape <laughs> is different, but, you know, just because someone hears a song somewhere doesn't mean they're like, oh, I already heard the song. I'm never going to want to listen to it ever again. So Yeah, because experiencing a story or a game is entirely a separate experience from experiencing music because nobody listens to a song one time. Yeah. I mean, I guess if they like the song, you're going to listen to that song, like, you know, over the course of whatever amount of time you're listening to that artist, you're going to hear that song 50 times because music is meant to be re-experienced several times. Yeah, and the thing, I guess, that doesn't really make sense to me on it, it's like, so, you can you could have purchased the music as an individual, but then if it's on a video that other people watch, then you, then, then it's a problem? I, I just don't get, I, I don't get that. I don't get it. You, you never convinced me as to how that, that will ever make sense. But co- kind of going off that, too, was the, the Stadia guy guy's comment when all this shit was going on about how <laughs> uh the the streamers actually aren't mad about the right thing or the the whole system should basically be that streamers should pay game devs for access to play their game for a license to be able to yeah. stream their game so for full context this is the dude that's in charge of the montreal studio for stadia so like big guy in charge of stadia stuff says that we should take this farther and get more control over what games streamers are allowed to fucking play. And the whole video game community said, go fuck yourself. (laughs) Even Google said, that's not cool, that's not us, don't listen to him. Because it's a shit fucking take. It's absurd. I think my favorite take on his take was like, oh, yes, Stadia, the one that still charges you a fee to put to use their service after you have to buy games on their service or something like that. Like, you you can buy the games, some games. You can't stream some of them. I can't remember. I'm going to just stop because I don't remember all the (laughs) take. But it was very like, oh, yes, the, the system that makes you also have to buy a license for shit you've already bought wants you to buy a license to play shit you've already bought. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like if I ever do, like, really try to get into streaming and make it a thing, my my fucking aesthetic at this point is going to be Kmart Muzak. (laughs) 
because that's that's gonna be the only thing I feel like I can play safely. Right. It's just like... Specifically, Kmart Muzak from the late '80s. <laughs> just get all your royalty-free music, and that's all I play on stream. Yep. But uh, there was someone who had a really funny video uh, satirizing the whole thing of like any because like, I don't know how how does this work in games, like if you're playing a sports game can you not have the music that plays in a sports game play on your stream or you get demonetized? Right. Yeah, I, I, I think you I've can seen, get taken down for that. I've seen highlights of people playing games and as soon as they recognize, like I think I saw a, there was a VTuber, I forget which one, they were playing Saints Row 4. And Saints Row 4 uses a lot of like, uh, I don't want to. I don't want to use the word real music, but not. It's not a score. It's songs. Stuff you hear yeah. on the radio. Like in it GTA. uses radio songs in the game to underscore moments in the story. So they're watching a cutscene and they hear copyrighted music and they're like, "Okay, no, gotta turn that down real quick because they don't want to get fucking demonetized for it." And that's just absurd. Like, write a law or some rules about that kind of shit that you can't. Because, like, I, I think at the end of the day, it makes me not sympathetic towards these companies when they have a legit case that's, that someone is, like, using their content inappropriately or not against regulations or whatever. It, 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 for me, I'm just like, well, fuck them. I don't, care. I don't care if they are using it when they shouldn't. I don't care because you guys are just little shits that go after small people who, like, who the fuck cares if... Uh, like, you're really going to go after a streamer who might have, like, 200 followers? Like, really? Right. Really? You would do that? That's crazy. And I want to, uh, just to make this absolutely clear, I want to actually read his tweets because it's, it's really fucking stupid what he says. <laughs> it's it's like a series of three tweets, and this is uh, this is from a Kotaku article. Uh, his, his tweets say, Streamers worried about getting their content pulled because they used music they didn't pay for should be more worried by the fact that they're streaming games they didn't pay for as well. It's all gone as soon as publishers decide to enforce it. Now, that tweet alone, I can agree that streamers should be worried about that. Because I actually had this thought the other day that, like, you know, with everything about digital rights and everything, nobody actually owns games they play if they buy it digitally. At any point in time, if you violate a terms of service, developers, uh, publishers can absolutely take away your right to play that game. Yeah. And I am scared of an eventuality where they will do the same thing for streaming and kill streaming as a method of content creation. Yeah. But I, I mean, digress. They, they could. I mean, that is a fear, but they, as, as we've kind of already touched on, like with Among Us, they, it's too profitable Streaming is still of benefit to them, so they wouldn't do it. So that tweet itself is almost fine. But then he follows it up and says, The real truth is the streamers should be paying the developers and publishers of the games they stream. They should be buying a license like any real business and paying for the content they use. Which, first of all, is implying they didn't buy the game they're right? playing. That's what, I, that's what I thought. also is like, you need a license to stream? What? Yeah. It's just like, oh, so now we're gatekeeping streaming, basically. And you couldn't have anyone start out because, like, it wouldn't be cheap, I could tell you that. And especially if you do it for each game you play, you stream. Oh, my God. That'd be crazy. And then there was one more tweet with a clap back from former Kotaku reporter Jason Schreer. Oh, dude, uh, I saw that. 
Stadia Guy says, Amazing to me that people are upset at someone saying that the creators of content should be allowed to make some of the money from other people using their content for profit. Jason Schreer says, I don't know, maybe you're getting flack because you're picking this particular battle in a world where C-suite executives make $30 million a year and devs don't get royalties, so they never see any of that streaming money in the first place. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's why I like uh, I like following people smarter than me because they can put the words into better word phrasing to make it sound really good and kick people Wait, what ass. a fucking statement to illustrate your point. Yeah, see, there you go. <laughs> I do words good. I am not the most eloquently spoken. But yeah, I mean, that's that that's really what it's about, right? Is like, you know, you, you want to support the people that make the content you make, but given the world we live in, those people that actually made the thing you love aren't going to see a fucking fraction Any of, of the profit worth of it because it's all going to go to the people at the top anyway. <laughs> yeah, I would so, argue uh, none. Fuck it, eat the rich. <laughs> Is that how we're going to end this? <laughs> yeah, eat the rich. Eat look, the rich. Fuck them. Look, I support the indie devs because I know that they're going to, they need that money. But, like, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not at all going to buy a fucking Call of Duty game because fuck, fuck, fuck that. Fuck Call of Duty. Fuck EA. Not EA. Fuck Activision, Activision. But also fuck EA. <laughs> they got enough fucking money and enough people are going to buy it anyway. Well, granted, I, mean, I don't want the people that make Call of Duty to lose their jobs because I'm sure they are passionate about game development. But if I'm just talking about the corporation as its own entity, fuck Activision. They don't need more money. They don't need my money. And I don't need to give them 300 fucking dollars a year just to play the same goddamn game every year. Dude, this is not where I thought this was going. <laughs> <laughs> so fuck you. I'm going to use your music in my stream. Well, then they're going to get your channel shut down. <laughs> yeah. I think that's the thing to me that I think is the dumbest about it is that they can just be like, yep, yeah, nope, shut it down. Like, what? Like, I don't know. Like, I get it. I get why it happens. But it just seems so morally wrong that it's allowed yeah. to happen. It's turning a medium that you could say is available to everybody, that anyone can stream. Anyone right now can start streaming. It's super accessible. But then when you get in a situation like that where you need to fight for your channel – you suddenly don't have any clout to protect your channel unless you're one of the big guys. And then it, it all just feels kind of hopeless. Yeah. And that's, yeah. It's, instead of just being like, ah, oh, we're just going to take you down, how about you come up with a way to better monetize it for yourself? You know? You put in place the system of what you want to have it done so where you can earn the money that you get. Don't just be like, yeah, now you use it. Bye, fuck you. You know? Stop. Innovate. Come up with yeah. something new. Don't just, like, leech. But I guess, you know, it's America. All they do is that. This whole system has made me mad all over again that Mixer has gone under. Because, yeah. <clears throat> granted, a, a lot of these rules, I imagine, is bigger than Twitch itself. And it's got more to do with the industries around Twitch strong-arming them into doing this. But I, yeah. I really wish we had a competitor and some innovation in the streaming scene. Because, Yo, I mean, gaming. I guess you can do YouTube gaming, but and I also Facebook. don't like Google being a source of competition. And Facebook. I want Facebook I want gaming. an actual other streaming platform like Mixer, but not enough people gave Mixer a chance. So I, I hope something else comes along at some point. And, yeah. and with, with any hope, it'll be run by streamers that understand the medium and can hopefully navigate these kinds of conversations better. Well, there was somebody, was it? Mr. Beast 
who was looking into doing something like that, but on the YouTube side. I have no idea. It was a, it was some huge YouTuber. Uh, maybe I don't think it, no, it wasn't Mr. Beast. Um, oh, who was it? I can't think of who it was. But I, it, someone was looking into starting a new like YouTube that, but it would be like YouTube creators were the ones collabing on like what the rules on it and how it would operate would be and i'm like i mean we kind of need it because the youtube algorithm sucks balls for a lot of creators like it's i i I follow enough middle to low-end content creators where it's just like you can get dmca out of like bullshit and it's just like you're just fucked because people can just go out and abuse the system that's there and i get it youtube's massive but like you still got you can't, you can't you can't just not do anything about it. You have to work constantly work on making it a better platform for your creators that make you the money. <laughs> yeah, because e- even outside of these things that had to do with other larger industries, YouTube and Twitch have their own issues that are really creator unfriendly. That I I I would like to see rectified. Yeah. Well, that was all I have. I think yep. we're good. We I good this week? Is that'll this a, do it. An interesting just shoot the shit week where we just talked about a bunch of random shit. Yeah. We'll see. Oh, uh, shout out to Not Manifold Garden. Really cool fucking game. Definitely check it out. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll come you back to you next week with my review of Ghost Runner. Was that the was that the uh, puzzle game you were playing? Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. I I oh no well, I, I do this at the very end. I was I've been playing Metro Last Light this week. I can oh, talk nice. about that next week too. Maybe. I'll probably have it beat by then. So yeah, that'll work. <laughs> Man, our end our endings are so good. <laughs> We're so good at ending this bad boy. So yeah, that'll that'll do it for us. And we'll see you next week. Bye bye.